Let's go over what is happening with the Trump legal fight and why it's not looking too good. Joe Biden is picking out his team and, well, same old, same old, and perversion is becoming mainstream. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so the Trump administration will be, begin the formal transition process uh, for the incoming administration, uh, head, headed up by Joe Biden, according to a letter from his administration. The announcement from uh, the General Services Administration, or GSA, uh, Emily W. Murphy, comes after House Democrats demanded earlier in the day to be briefed on why the process hasn't already started. Now, um, little FYI here, the process hasn't started because the process wasn't ready to start. It didn't. He, he's not the president-elect yet. We've had that discussion. In the letter... Um, Murphy wrote to Joe Biden. She included a little uh, little deal here that says, I have dedicated much of my adult life to public service, and I have always strived to do what is right. Please know that I came to my decision independently based on the law and available facts. I was never directly or indirectly pressured by any executive branch official, including those who work at the White House or GSA. Regard with regard to the substance or timing of my decision. To be clear, I did not receive any direction to my to delay my determination. I did, however, receive threats online, by phone, and by mail directed at my safety, my family, my staff, and even my pets in an effort to coerce me into making the determination prematurely. Even in the face of thousands of threats, I always remained committed to upholding the law. And of course, then the letter, it's a lot longer than that. It actually goes into what she's going to do and things like that. Um, President Trump had nothing but great things to say about her. Trump said in a tweet, I want to thank Emily Murphy at GSA for her steadfast dedication and loyalty to our country. She has been harassed, threatened, and abused, and I do not want to see any of the, see this happen to her, her family, or employees of GSA. Our case strongly continues. We will keep it up with the good war fight, and I believe we will prevail. Nevertheless, it is best interest of our country. I am recommending that Emily and her team do what needs to be done with regard to initial protocols uh, and have told my team to do the same. This is allowing the transition, this allowing of the transition is not President Trump surrendering. Apparently this gal has been freaked out because the left wants this transition to happen. They want everyone to admit that Joe Biden is president. And he very well may be. I mean, I, I truly think this is going to happen. But he is just allowing the high-level transition to start working because it may take a little longer to complete. Uh, she's just making plans on furniture and a pointy orientation. Later, you'll see that these people really don't need an orientation. They've all been there before. That's coming a little bit later. What I am still amazed at is the media is still acting like Donald Trump is going to lock himself in the Oval Office and, and the military is going to have to storm in and drag Trump out and hang him in the Rose Garden as a traitor. And the reality is none of that crap is going to happen. Trump is going to do what Trump can do. He's going to go as far as he can. He's going to keep fighting. That's why he got elected. 
And if he loses, he's going to leave office, make a news network, and make another billion dollars. So that's that's the news, and the news media just won't give this stuff up. But one of the big problems is uh, Michigan's election board voted three to one to certify the state's election results. Now, Trump was down by 210,000 last I checked. Um, probably not even if he wins a bunch of cases in there, unless there is some something out there. He really is not going to be able to win that state. Uh, there is no reason to panic yet. The lawsuits have not stopped. Uh, we knew this was going to happen this week. Uh, we knew that um, certifications were going to occur. And we also know that if Trump can prove something, those certifications will get overturned. So everyone breathe. Um, the big problem the Trump legal team is facing is there really has been no evidence presented so far. As a matter of fact, some uh, one lawsuit in Pennsylvania was so lacking in evidence, a Republican judge actually said, hey, hey and no. Um, I am turning this down with prejudice. I don't want to see it in my courtroom again. Uh, Sidney Powell's, quote, Kraken, end quote, seems to more be more like a minnow. Rudy Giuliani has basically lost every hearing he's been presented, though he hasn't presented a lot. Um, he, When he does lose, he starts spinning the losses like he did the one in Pennsylvania. So essentially what's going to happen in Pennsylvania, it's going to go to the third... Uh, the um, a third appellate court in Pennsylvania, and if he wins, it's going to get kicked back to the court that he actually lost in, and eventually it's going to end up in the Supreme Court, but it just seems like the right hand is chasing the left hand. It, it really is, nothing's happening. It's not looking good. If something huge does not happen within the next week, and by, by the way, when I say the next week, I'm talking the next four to five days. Nothing is going to happen. Whether it is Giuliani or Powell, time is running out. Someone needs to prove something. And it really just doesn't look like anybody has anything to prove. So, so let's look to the future. CNN this morning, <clears throat> upon looking at the picks for the Biden administration, said it was going to be a new era dotting in the United States. Really? Let's take a look at some of these picks, okay? And I don't have a lot of these guys, uh, some of their biggest problems, though I have a couple of them. Um, and I tell you, you tell me at the end, what looks familiar here? Uh, Ron Klain will be the chief of staff. He joined the Clinton-Gore campaign in 1992. He worked with the Gore campaign in 1999. He was a lobbyist for Fannie Mae until 2005, heavily involved in the John Kerry campaign in 2004, was chief of staff for Joe Biden from 2005 to 2015, supported the Iran nuclear deal, and thought it was a huge mistake to pull out, supported Obama during the invasion of Crimea by, the, by Russia. Okay. Hmm. How about Tony Bilkin? Secretary of State. Served on the National Security Council under Clinton, that's Bill Clinton, from 1994 to 2001. Was appointed to the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee in 2008 while Bush was president. 
worked on Biden's presidential campaign in 2008. We forgot he ran there too. Worked in the Obama for the Obama transition team in 2008. Was national security advisor for Joe Biden from 2009 to 2013. He supported the Iraq uh, invasion in 2003 and still supported the occupying of Iraq in 2012. Helped craft the Iranian nuclear deal. Advised Obama on the Russian invasion of Crimea. I'm not sure. I, I guess he didn't say anything because Obama did nothing about the Russia invasion of Crimea. Supported a troop draw up in Libya and the invasion of Libya to depose um, uh, uh, I forgot what his name is, Gaddafi. Supported the Saudi intervention of Yemen. He is very influential in Europe, speaks French, supports relation with China. He is a globalist. He does not believe in America first. He does not believe in um, we are here for us, for the Americans. Here's a good one. John Kerry, climate czar, whatever the hell that is. That's not even a post. But they made one for John Kerry. John Kerry has been in politics since 1972, served as Secretary of State under Obama from 2013 to 2017, did a truly crappy job, supported the Iraq War in 2003, supported the operation in Libya in 2011, which ended up being a disaster and we ended up with Benghazi, supported the Iran nuclear deal, and when Trump decided to pull Iran from the nu- uh, pull the United States from the nuclear deal actually probably could committed a crime by going back to Iran and saying just hold up 2020 is coming supported military force in the Syrian civil war supported the Paris climate accord did not support the US consulate moving to Jerusalem actually said there could not be Middle East peace unless Palestinian I- uh, Israeli issues were resolved. So what does this whole thing mean? He actually said that if we move the consulate to Jerusalem, uh, all hell would break loose in Israel, in, between Israel and the Palestinians, whatever frick a Palestinian is, because there is no such thing as a country named Palestine. There never has been. Uh, guess what happened? Absolutely nothing. We moved to Jerusalem. They, you know, threw rocks at soldiers, and that was about it. And uh, as far as Middle East peace, they still don't have peace between the Palestinians and the Is- Israel. They're never going to have peace between the Palestinians and Israel. Because Hamas, who runs the Palestinian, quote, Palestinian, end quote, government, is a terrorist organization. Uh, John Kerry has been wrong in every foreign policy decision while Secretary of State. He could go down, without a doubt, as one of the worst Secretary of States in U.S. history. I usually don't like saying that, but he possibly could. Let's take a look at Jake Sullivan, lead for the National, lead for the National Security Council. He was a Director of Policy Planning from 2011 to 2013 under Obama, National Security Advisor for Joe Biden in 2013 through 2014, worked on the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2013, very pro-Iran nuclear deal, as a matter of fact, he threw an absolute fit when um, when uh, Trump actually pulled us out of that crappy-ass deal 
And that was a crappy ass deal. So expect that the Biden campaign is probably going to try and or, uh, organize with Iran again. And we're probably going to send him another uh, couple of pallets of, of billions of dollars of cash. And a pro-Paris climate accord. He's also kind of a globalist. So he does not believe in America first. Then there's Janet Yellen, who's going to be the Treasury Secretary. Oh, boy. If you're excited about where our economy is going to be going, wait till you hear this, Broad. Uh, 18th Chair of the Council of Economic Advisors under Clinton from 1997 to 1999. President of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco from 2004 to 2010. Member of the Federal Reserve Board of Governors under Obama from 2010 through 2018. Vice Chair of the Federal Reserve under Obama from 2010 to 2014. 15th Chair of the Federal Reserve under Obama from 2014 through 2018. And she, just a little note on her, she believes that the best way to keep an economy stable is to inject federal money to stabilize the economy and not worry about inflation. She's also not a fan of adjusting in, adjusting interest rates. In other words, this gal believes let's just take tax money and just dump it into the economy. And when we have inflation, you know, the kind of inflation where it costs 10,000 uh, Venezuelan dollars to buy a stick of butter, that kind of inflation, she said that's not to worry about. We just keep putting in money. This is how this chick actually ended up in... I mean, she's she's very bright, but she's she's just got an idiot. She's an idiot when it comes to policy. So, yeah, with this gal as the Treasury Secretary, oh, yeah, everything's going to work out okay with the, uh, with the economy. You can imagine that the second the economy begins to dip a little bit, and the economy is going to go up under Biden's watch... Because it can't go anywhere else. When we start opening economy, economy, the economy is going to go up. And you know what's going to end up happening? This broad is going to sit, the second the economy begins to stabilize a little bit, it's we're going to see GDP not going over 2% with freaking uh, uh, Biden or Harris or whoever. And then what's this gal going to do? Print more money. And she's not going to worry. And she is not going to worry about stupid things like inflation. So your gas could go to $5 an hour, but she's not going to adjust anything to slow that down. Now, these are just the guys that I decided to talk about. There are like eight more. I, but here's some of the advisors that will be advised by Biden. Here's a big shock. They're lobbyists from, get this, the medical industry, Silicon Valley, social media, farmer, the car industry. I I mean, here we go. Here we go. So Biden is getting ad, advice from people, from corporations. Which, by the way, is what Obama did. So the question for you, what new era is CNN talking about? These career bureaucrats who all served under the Obama administration, some served under the Clinton administration, effed up the economy and foreign policy in the past. What is Biden do by what is Biden doing? He's bringing the swamp back. That's all he's doing. This is why the Democrats will lose in 2024. And that's why they will lose again in 2022. The reason Trump became president was because people didn't like this crap. 
And you wait until we start seeing more leftist things come up, like censorship and stuff like that. Is everyone on the left thrilled with this? Not at all. They're pretty pissed off about it. As far as the left is concerned, these people are actually moderates. They're not. They're all progressives. They're all globalists. They're definitely not moderates. Though no one is on the short list I have compiled is a moderate Democrat, none are pure leftists. Trust me, the fun is just beginning. Wait till BLM and the squad begin to weigh in on things and begin to start bitching. Then you're going to see a war within the, a real war within the Democratic Party. Biden is going to have to make in order to appease these people, because Biden's a freaking coward. Let's call it what he is. He just wants to keep the peace, cruise around for six months so he can be the 46th president of the United States, then retire as president of the United States. And so Kamala Harris, the left, the real leftist of the group, actually takes over. But if he doesn't appoint a leftist somewhere, uh, a Pete Buttigieg, uh, uh, which, by the way, Pete Buttigieg would not be the first gay man. I, guess what? We've got gay people in the uh, Trump administration. So even though the Democrats are screaming about, oh, here's one I forgot to mention. Alejandro Mayorkas. Oh, how did I forget him? Because this is the first thing the left actually brought up, was that he was the first Cuban-American to run the DHS. He's been in DHS for forever. He, he was the United States Attorney for the Central District of California under the Clinton administration from 1998 to 2001, Director of the United States Citizenship and Services under Obama from 2008 to 2013, the sixth United States Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security under the Obama administration from 2013 to 2016. But here's what the people do. He was actually, while Deputy Secretary of DHS, he was ex- investigated for expediating visas for foreign workers who worked for corporations that supported the Democratic Party. It was found that there was no crime committed, but you can see where this whole thing is actually going. Yes, the swamp is back, folks. It's back and it's running like crazy. You wait to see what happens. 2022 is going to be a good year. And I think 2020 till 2022 is going to be absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Especially if Uh, or I hope to say when, the Republicans gain more seats in the House and take back the Senate, especially with a 6-3 advantage, theoretically 6-3, in the Supreme Court. It's going to be a wild ride for the next two years if Biden actually does pull this off. Now, this next story, I I, got to tell you, I feel like a prophet. I feel like Nostradamus. This is from uh, Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, and this is about, it's only the first couple of paragraphs. On Monday, a disturbing clip from a recently released HBO documentary went viral. In the scene, congregants of a Unitarian Universalist church are invited by the female pastor to, quote, proclaim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any any category I've left out, end quote. A mother then pulls her young son, four years old it turns out, 
onto the stage to announce that he's really a girl. But the poor child appears to have no interest in being paraded around like his mother's show pony. He hands the microphone back. I don't want to do it, he protests. The mother takes it upon herself to come out on her son's behalf, informing the audience that her boy, Phoenix, quote, would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns, end quote. This is sick, sick, sick shit. This is just sick. I saw the video yesterday, uh, which yesterday was uh, Monday. I thought it was a joke. I did not know this was from an HBO documentary. And the thought that this is considered a documentary and not child abuse is disgusting. So here, why don't you listen? This is the clip that uh, Matt Walsh just described. I actually pulled it off of Twitter. Listen. Good morning. Today we choose to recognize, honor, love, and celebrate anyone here who would claim their identity publicly as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or questioning, intersex, pansexual, asexual, or any category that I've left out. This is Phoenix. Phoenix would like you to know that she's a girl and she prefers she and her pronouns. May you be well, safe, and whole. We honor you exactly as you are. This is just sick. Now, I, remember I told you, I said I was going to be like a prophet. Uh, at one point in my life, and I think I've mentioned this <laughs> during several podcasts, I was against uh, gay marriage. And I realized I really wasn't against gay marriage per se. I was against the militancy of the LGB uh, community which now is the LGBTQ, which became the LGBTQAI+. I, I don't know what it is now. But I was against the militancy. And I thought, okay, if we start accepting certain perversions, and homosexuality, I wouldn't consider it a perversion per se. It's not culturally the thing. Now it's mainstream. Now um, being gay is the new black. Let's call it what it is. It's true. I, it's the new black. Um, I was afraid that, and I had no problem with adults getting married. I, I adult males, adult females doesn't make any difference to me. Uh, if we wanted to, I, if I wanted to, or we want you want to hear it, I can go on an entire rant about gay marriage and transsexual transsexuality. I, I just don't have a problem with it, but I did have a problem with how militant the LGBT was getting. This is a result of what would happen. This is the result. Because it's, if an adult wants to, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. But here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Um, this presentation wasn't the only part. And first off, I do want to point out, this was a religious presentation. The left, the leftist narratives have become religious. 
um, the anti-racism movement, right? We saw that at CHOP, where the guys were actually praying to anti-racism. We see this with the environmentalism. Now we're seeing it with, um, uh, with this weird shit people are doing with kids. This is their religion. They don't believe in God. They hate Jews. They hate Catholics. They love Muslims for some reason. And I got news to you. I know Muslims. A lot of them are just as conservative as Catholics or Jews. They are... Real Muslims are just the same as Catholics and Jews and Christians and Jews. They're the same thing. But the indoctrination that was filmed during this is disgusting. As a matter of fact, I don't see the difference between what this next clip shows and her actually sexually molesting her child right in front of the camera. I personally think HBO is completely liable for child abuse and child sexual abuse. Now, in this scene, the same Phoenix and her mother, and his mother, excuse me, it's not our she. Phoenix is a boy. He doesn't even know what it's like to be a boy. He doesn't know what it's like to be a girl. He's prepubescent. He doesn't understand any of this crap. It's his mother that is pushing him towards this. In religion of the walk. So in this scene, they're sitting on the bed and she's basically convincing him he's a little boy. Listen to this. It's just so disturbing. ...into a shiny yellow dress while Jacob wiggled into a sparkly pink dress. What are you wearing? asked Mom. It's like a dress. I made it. Dad frowned. You can't go to school with that. Put on some shorts and a shirt under that dress thing, Mom said. And hurry, we're late for school. You're never late for school, right? Let's get the sewing machine, she said finally. Jacob felt the air refill his body. He grinned. Mom smiled back. There are all sorts of ways to be a boy, she said. Right? Wait, I'm going to know. And also... You're a And I'm also wearing boy clothes. You are wearing their your clothes, so they are boy clothes. Dad looked up from his butt. Yeah. Okay, those are girl clothes. They can be whatever you I am a girl boy. It disgusts me even to listen to that. It's disturbing to see how our society is embracing this perversion. The problem is this perversion, this child abuse, is becoming mainstream. Me saying that kids of 4 and 12, 9, whatever, should not be put through this just absolute bullcrap of indoctrination is becoming like I'm the rebel. I'm the counterculture. Hey, I don't care what adults do with their lives. They want to mutilate their genitals and call themselves a woman, whatever. It doesn't bother me. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. But this stuff is no longer about adults. We see trans, quote, trans, end quote, kids dancing in gay strip clubs. Trans adults twerking in front of preschool kids while reading fairy tales to them. Now parents are telling their prepubescent children that they are not the sex they are. There are groups out there right now who believe pedophilia is actually natural 
and should be part, and they believe, pedophiles believe they should be part of the LGBTQ plus community. Here's the question. How long, how long before that actually happens? I can tell you one thing. It won't be too long. We are heading there right now. We're, if we're not already there. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter, at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W. You can, vi- you can actually follow me on Parlor. Yes, I finally got my Parlor account sort of configured. I still got some uh, work to do. My Parlor account, account is at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. I don't know how much longer I'll be on YouTube. I got a feeling that me saying that men are men and women are women and that it's a perversion to make a four-year-old a transsexual is wrong. I got a feeling I'm going to be banned because, like I said, this is not this is not uh, we're the counterculture now, folks. We are the counterculture. Um, you can go to my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Any graphics, video, audio, or links are all there. Uh, this is Gene. I hope you enjoyed this. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>